Greetings in the name of the Lord Jesus. Good to see all of you here this morning. And uh, thank you for those of you who led out in the service so far. I uh, always appreciate the Lord's guidance in these things. I, uh, I, I remember talking to Michael last Sunday just briefly, and he mentioned that he would probably share something related to the resurrection or the uh, Good Friday Easter event, but I didn't uh, have any details or even remember any details if he gave me any. And I was studying and I, I was looking at uh, where to start this morning, and uh, I just thought about that veil being rent in that earthquake when Jesus died, and I thought, you know, that's that's something we ought to include here. And I looked over more of it, and, and I made a brief note on my uh, notes here and put one scripture down there in Hebrews 9. Went on, did all the rest of my studies, came back and looked at it, and felt like got a lot to cover. I'm not sure we're going to be able to cover all that. And uh, Michael covered the... Uh, the base as well there, so appreciated that. <clears throat> also, um, as I was thinking about this day, I started looking back over my messages over the years of uh, preaching and uh, trying to see what I shared on Easter messages, and I found that uh, I actually didn't share very many over the years. And I thought about that a bit, and I, I thought, you know, um, some churches have kind of, uh, I don't know if you call it traditions or what it is, but they, they have certain Sundays, they'll look at certain scriptures, and and uh, that would have been my background. We would have heard this uh, twice a year, uh, the basic stories of the types and shadows of the Old Testament and the uh, New Testament, uh, death and suffering. Uh, so... What tends to happen when you don't have specific uh, patterns or, or uh, you, you tend to, time goes by and you actually don't, don't uh, you miss things. You can easily miss things, put it that way. So, um, I decided today that we will look at the... Uh, I'm going to, we're going to start at the burial and uh, kind of walk through the scriptures of the uh, resurrection. And I brought my, uh, some of you know, I brought my chronological Bible, which, which kind of tries to put the scriptures in the order they happen. So, uh, I'm not sure exactly how this will go. We actually have quite a bit of scripture to cover. And I was thinking we would pass the mic some and have you read some of it. And we'll make some comments. And I'd also like to give opportunity if any of you have comments on any portion of the scriptures as we go. So, I guess we'll see if this uh, is a success or not. (laughs) So, we are going to begin this morning... In uh, our first scripture is going to be Matthew 27, uh, verse 57. Uh, And we're beginning with the uh, burial. And we'll uh, work our way through um, 
As far as uh, giving out scriptures, I think, why don't you bring the hand mic up here to the front row, and it, the easiest is simply just going to be to pass it from person to person, and uh, um, yeah, just just give it to Dave, and just hang on to it until I uh, give you a scripture to read, and then pass it on to the next person beside you. All right, maybe we could just take a moment and uh, pray before we uh, begin this study. Father, we thank you this morning for this day. Thank you for all that are here. Thank you, Father, for uh, the things we've heard already. We are grateful that we have uh, a message of hope that... uh, is a part of our lives and a part of our experience and, and is something we can offer others as well. Today, as we, ref, uh, as we review the uh, scriptures relating to the resurrection of our Lord Jesus, we ask a blessing upon our time together. We ask, Father, that the Spirit would inspire our hearts to continue in faithfulness to... Uh, realize and refresh in our hearts again the uh, the truths of Christ and, and what he has done for us and the life he brings us. So we thank you, Lord. Again, thank you for this assembly. Bless each one, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> all right, we have... Um, we actually have all four Gospels give us, and we will be in the Gospels basically the entire time, obviously. All four Gospels give us a little bit of a synopsis of the uh, burial of Jesus. So I'm going to read Matthew 27, um, 57 to 61. And then we also have the uh, scripture in Mark. Well, let me read Matthew and then we'll go on to Mark. When the even was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and laid it in his own new tomb which he had hewn out of out in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and the other Mary sitting over against the sepulcher. <clears throat> All right, then the next one is Mark fifteen forty-two to 47. Do you want to read that one, Dave? Mark fifteen forty-two to 47. come because it was a preparation that is the day before the Sabbath Joseph of Arimathea an honorable counselor which also waited for the kingdom of God came and went in boldly into Pilate and craved the body of Jesus and Pilate marveled if he were already dead and calling unto him the centurion he asked him whether he had been any while dead and when he knew it of the centurion he gave the body to Joseph And he bought fine linen and took him down and wrapped him in the linen and laid him in a sepulcher, which was hewn out of a rock. 
and rolled a stone unto the door of the sepulcher. Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, beheld where he was laid. Okay, thank you, Dave. The next one is Luke uh, 23, verse 50 to verse 56. Luke 23, 50 to 56. Which one are we starting at? Starting at verse uh, 50. Luke 23, verse 50. 50 to 56. And behold, there was a man named Joseph, a counselor, and he was a good man and a just. The same had not consented to the counsel indeed of them. He was of Arimathea, a city of the Jews, who also himself waited for the kingdom of God. This man went unto Pilate and begged the body of Jesus and he took it down and wrapped it in linen and laid it in a sepulcher that was hewn in stone wherein never man before was laid. What do you say, verse 56? 56. Mm-hmm. And the day was the preparation and the Sabbath drew on and the women also which came with him from Galilee followed after and behold the sepulcher, and beheld the sepulchre, and how his body was laid. And they returned, and prepared spices and ointments, and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. All right. Thank you. And then the last one in this uh, portion, or this event, is John, Gospel of John, chapter 19, beginning in verse 38 to verse 42. John nineteen thirty-eight to forty-two. And after this, Joseph of Arimathea, being a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, besought Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus. And Pilate gave him leave. He came therefore and took the body of Jesus. And there came also Nicodemus, which at the first came to Jesus by night, and brought a mixture of myrrh and aloes, but about a hundred pound weight. And then took they the body of Jesus, and bound him in linen clothes with spices, as the manner of the Jews is to bury. Now in the place where he was crucified there was a garden, and in the garden a new sepulchre, wherein never was never a man laid. And there laid... And there laid they Jesus, therefore, because of the Jews' preparation day. For the sepulcher was nigh at hand. All right, thank you. Okay, so we have the burial. We have a man named Joseph showing up on the scene. He is identified in numerous ways. He is identified as a counselor, uh, which is basically... uh, uh, in, in the one Mark calls him an honorable counselor, basically he was a member of the Sanhedrin, the uh, Jewish council. Uh, and the one scripture tells us there in Luke that the same had not, con- had not consented to the counsel indeed of them. So he was one who did not approve of 
uh, what was uh, what they were doing to Jesus. He did not give his approval to carry out what they did. So he was, and uh, the scripture tells us that he waited for the kingdom of God, um, and he was bold. He he uh, decided that uh, he's going to give Jesus an honorable uh, burial. Um, so, and then in John, we have uh, another person identified in the burial, which is Nicodemus, which we know Nicodemus, he was the one who came to Jesus by night. And uh, he came with, uh, as uh, John says it, with myrrh and aloes and uh, for the uh, burial. <clears throat> We also notice that uh, Mary and uh, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, uh, there was a few of the women were there watching, observing, sitting close by, according to the scriptures that is given here. Um, okay, so any comments any of you would have, and I'd say just speak them out uh, regarding uh, Joseph here. The burial, uh, Nicodemus, um, yeah, any comments, anyone who cares to give anything that uh, has been a part of your um, experience or understanding over the years that would be of interest to us? All right, we will just move on then. Um so then we go on to uh, the, the short, this is kind of more of a short uh, rendition where they uh, ask for a watch of the sepulcher, the ceiling and the, and the watch of the sepulcher. So that is, that's Matthew 27, 62 to 66 is uh, the only scripture that gives us uh, the insight into that. Maybe I'll just go ahead. Now, Brother Earl, do you want to read that one? Are you there? I'm there. Okay, go ahead. Now, the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, Sir, we remember that that deceiver said while he was yet alive, After three days I will rise again. Command, therefore, that the sepulcher be made sure until the third day lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say unto the people, He is risen from the dead, so the last error shall be worse than the first. Pilate said unto them, Ye have a watch. Go your way, make it as sure as you can. And they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. All right. Um I suppose you notice that, uh, first of all, they, they call him a deceiver still. Uh, this deceiver said that he would rise again. So they, they, they call him a deceiver. However, they also indicate, don't they, that they're not quite as convinced of what they did. <laughs> lest the second error be worse than the first. So in saying that, what are they doing? 
They're acknowledging an error, aren't they? At least to a point, they're they're acknowledging that uh, something about this whole situation doesn't sit real good in their conscience. Uh, So, in order to avoid further, uh, further, I don't know, further possible humiliation, further possible uh, events to further cripple their plan or their uh, success, they, uh, they want a watch at the grave, and uh, Pilate gave them permission to do whatever they had to do to get it as secure as they could get it and uh, set as many people there to watch it as they felt necessary. All right, any, uh, any comments anyone would care to add to this part of the uh, event? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're, by saying that, they're actually saying that uh, that he'll pull another one over us, is basically what they're saying. Okay, got it, yep. Yeah, I looked that up a little bit just to see what, they, what the word meant, you know, and, and so forth. So, yeah, so he, he was trying to deceive us, and lest he deceive us further, let's get a watch out there, is basically what they're saying. Okay. Yep, that clarifies it. Any other comment? Anyone has? Make sure that uh, we don't get any further uh, deception in this deal. All right. So we are ready to move on to the first day of the week, which would be uh, the Resurrection Day. We have um, a couple of scriptures here. Uh, I'll just read a few of these, kind of short and brief. Matthew 28, verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher. Uh, Mark 16, 1, the same thing pretty well. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, the, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, had bought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him. So the, the ladies headed out early and... Uh, And then we have uh, the account in Matthew. Uh, you can turn to Matthew 28, uh, beginning in verse 2. And we'll read to verse uh, read to verse 8. Matthew 28, 2 to verse 8. 
And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. And he said, Come see the place where the Lord lay, and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy, and did run to bring his disciples' word. Okay, thank you. We'll just go right on to Mark. Mark sixteen two to eight. Mark's account. Mark sixteen two to eight. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came unto the sepulchre at the rising of the sun, and they said among themselves. Who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the sepulchre? And when they looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulchre, they saw a young man sitting on the right hand, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrighted. And he said unto them, Be not affrighted. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they laid him. But go your way, tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee. There shall ye see him, as he said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulchre, for they trembled and were amazed. Neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Thank you. And then Luke, Luke 24, 1 to 8. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices they had prepared, and certain others with them. And they found a stone rolled away from the sepulchre, and they entered in, and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid, and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Okay, thank you. And then just John 20, verse 1 says this, For the, uh, the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene, when it was yet dark under the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. Okay, we'll uh, stop there for the moment. So we have here uh, in the beginning of the reading in Matthew 28, verse 2, Behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. And his countenance was like lightning, his raiment white as snow, and for fear of him the keepers did shake and become as dead men. Uh, You know, um, there there is a lot of a lot of uh, um, I don't know if drama is the word, but they had an earthquake on Friday, and the 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 
temple veil was rent. Here it's the first day of the week, early in the morning, and there's another earthquake. I, this is neither here nor there, but I, I, the, the ladies, was it fairly localized? Was it pretty contained to a very small area? Be, you know, generally when there's an earthquake, we, you, you feel the tremors and they go out and we don't give, we don't find any indication that the ladies got up that morning, woke up to an earthquake. It doesn't really say anything about them knowing about it, uh, or wondering what's going on. Uh, they seem to just get up, uh, at least what's recorded, they just get up and, and, uh, life is normal per se, in the sense, and they get their stuff and they go to, to the, head to the grave. But when they get there, the stone is rolled back. The earthquake has already happened. The stone is rolled back. And uh, so, yeah. And it, uh, they didn't jump in their car and travel 25 miles either. They apparently walked, I believe. So they weren't too far away. So I don't know how that... Res- maybe, I don't know if anybody has an idea whether that uh, earthquake was so localized that it just shook in that area and just... Or whether it... Uh, Got any thoughts, anyone? I'm thinking about the earthquake in their hearts that happened in verse mm-hmm. 24. Um, as we read this last evening, they they came fully expecting the Lord Jesus to be dead. Right. There. Mm-hmm. And then they got that statement, Why seek ye the living among the dead? I don't know what that did to them. And it, then the angel told him, he's not here. And then he told him, remember how he told you he's going to rise. And then they remembered. And I call that an earthquake in the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, that dawning, he's not here. And then remembering what he has said and making that connection. I don't know what that did, but it must have been an amazing, amazing moment. But then when they ran to the other disciples, mm-hmm. any other comments? They were much perplexed. They, um, you know, it is interesting. I think I had a few notes on this just a little bit later uh, when the disciples. Uh, well, let's let's uh, let's just read that first before I make those comments. So then uh, we pick up again in Luke uh, twenty-four. Um, so they had been to the sepulchre. They saw the angels. The angels spoke to them told them that, uh, to go and uh, tell the disciples, and, uh, and so they, they go. And so we pick up in Luke 24. Actually, let me, let me read that one. Luke 24, verses 9 to 12. And uh, they had, in verse 8, says, uh, and they remembered his words, in verse 9, uh, and returned from the sepulcher and told all these things unto the eleven and to all the rest. 
It was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the and other women that were with them which told these things unto the apostles. And their words seemed as idle tales, and they believed them not. Uh, that's what I was ref- uh, thinking about. The uh, They believed them not. Then rose Peter and ran unto the sepulcher, and stooping down, he beheld the linen cloths, clothes laid cloth laid by themselves and departed, wondering in himself that which was come to pass. And then we have John's account of that, uh, beginning in John 20, verse 2 to verse 10. We have someone ready for that. John 20, verse 2 to 10. Then she runneth and cometh to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and saith unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulcher. So they ran both together and the other disciple did outrun Peter and came first to the sepulcher. And he stood down and looking in saw the linen clothes laying. Yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him, and went into the sepulchre, and seeth the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head, not laying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also the other disciple, and came first, which came first to the sepulchre, and he saw and believed, for as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again into their own home. Okay, thank you. All right, um, so we have there the uh, in uh, in Luke's rendition the the words there the words of the women seemed as idle tales to the disciples and they believed them not. And then here in John's reading we have that uh, for as yet they knew not the scripture that he must rise again from the dead. A uh, little bit what Earl was talking about, that earthquake of the heart where the realization uh, dawns on them. You know, it, 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 seems, it seems mysterious that they would have uh, journeyed with Jesus all those years and heard his teachings and actually heard him say that he would rise and that they still didn't, that they were still so derailed by this whole event of his death and such. Uh, why is it that uh, it was Joseph and Nicodemus who came and buried the Lord Jesus when there were 11 disciples who had lived and worked and, and uh, ministered with him for three years? Uh, we'll we'll probably get to that scripture later on, but they were all hidden away for fear of the Jews. You know, they were his disciples. They had been seen traveling with Jesus and ministering, and they it was you know they were well known to be his disciples, and so they crucify and kill the Lord. Uh, their response was, "We're next," and they they hid. Um, I 
I don't know. I'm not going to throw a stone at him. <laughs> I don't know what I would have done. I'd like to think I wouldn't have hid, but uh, I'm not going to throw stones at the disciples. But anyhow, uh, but then another thing to think about, and I, I don't, I think there's still some truth to this, uh, this matter of whether our eyes are open to understand Scripture. The, uh, the Holy Spirit was sent for that purpose. Does that automatically mean that now, since the Holy Spirit has come, there's nothing hidden from any of us at any time? I should have uh, put a little more thought into this, but there's a scripture. Um, and I'm not remembering the reference. A scripture that it gives the idea of that. Uh, what we do with with the truth that we have. Determines whether we will get more truth, whether we will understand more truth. Um, and that is a principle, I believe, that follows even today yet. Uh, if we respond to the truth that the Lord reveals to us, speaks to our hearts, and walk in it, He will continue to open our hearts to understand the, the, the truth of the Word as we study, as we search it, as we pray, as we walk with Him. But if we... Uh, if we come to Scripture and begin to uh, close our hearts to its truth and what it's saying to us, um, we, we, we begin to block uh, the truth uh, in, in, our, uh, in our experience and we can actually um, yeah, walk quite a ways down the journey of life and not uh, realize that we're not actually not actually walking in the light because we have uh, closed our heart to truth. So the, uh, what I'm saying there is the revelation of truth is a precious thing and something we shouldn't take for granted and something that we shouldn't despise. That when, when we understand, when we have understanding of the scriptures uh, and what, uh, what our Lord wants in our lives, that's, that's a precious thing. It's not something we just con- conjuncture on our own. It's to have understanding of truth, to uh, have it uh, affect uh, understanding it in our hearts. It's, it's not something that we can just uh, drum up, but it's something that the Spirit of the Lord gives. All right. Uh, I'm already seeing that time is going to get away on us. Okay. Let's... Uh, There's an interesting uh, kind of looking at these events and sometimes in, in reading them, we, we kind of lose some of the connections and, and maybe even more so when we bring all the scriptures in, it brings more context, but sometimes we miss the continuity in, in a given book. Uh, so in John here, uh, the Simon Peter and, uh, and John, the, the other disciple, who he doesn't give his name, it's John himself. They run to the sepulcher 
they look in, we have all that. And uh, and they return to their own home. Uh, and I'm just going to drop down now, uh, skip a few verses here in Mark, and pick up again in John. It says, the disciples, in verse 10, which we had read, the disciples went away again unto their own home. And then verse 11, John 20, verse 11, but Mary stood without at the sepulcher weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher. So, Mary had gone, told the disciples. The disciples ran. John outran Peter. Uh, Mary obviously came back again as well to the sepulcher. The disciples went, did their thing, went in, looked. Tells us that John, when he saw the empty tomb, he believed. Then they went back home, and Mary stayed there. And this is where we're, what we're reading about now. But Mary stood without at the sepulcher, weeping, and as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the sepulcher, and seeth two angels in white sitting, the one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. And they say unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? She said unto them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? And just to make this comment, this is the first person that Jesus is revealing himself to after, the, after he rose. This is his first encounter with, one of, with a person. And it's Mary. Uh, and I don't know if you remember Mary Magdalene she was the one who had many sins forgiven remember that uh, so anyhow reading on Jesus saith unto her woman why weepest thou whom seekest thou she's opposing him to be the gardener saith unto him sir if thou have borne him hence tell me where thou hast laid him and I will take him away Jesus saith unto her, Mary. She turned herself and saith unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus saith unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father. But go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father and, to, and your Father, to my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things unto her. <clears throat> So that's uh, that is the first uh, encounter that uh, Jesus has after his resurrection with a person, and it's with Mary Magdalene. Uh, all right, we will pick up now in Matthew 28. And who has a mic over there? Let's take Matthew 28, beginning in verse 9, and read to... Verse 15. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Now when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priests all the things 
that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and had taken counsel, they gave large money unto the soldiers, saying, Say ye, his disciples came by night and stole him away while we slept. And in this come to the governor's ears, ye shall persuade him and secure you. So they took the money and did as they were taught, and this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. All right, thank you. So we have, uh, I'm, I'm kind of assuming here that Matthew 28 verse 9, uh, as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them. Uh, I supposing that is, is Mary and the women. It, it uh, isn't real clear. But then we have the, the guards, which... I guess came back to their senses after being terrified by the angel and and uh, that sat on rolled the stone back and sat on it and frightened them thoroughly. So they come back to the uh, chief priests and and tell them what uh, what they saw what took place and so the uh, they counseled together they had taken counsel they gave the uh, soldiers large sums of money and told them to say that the disciples stole them away while they slept and that saying is believed among the Jews it says and I suppose you would probably be able to still find Jews that would uh, believe that would say that you know, um, do you think those guards should have been fired while they slept? Are guards supposed to sleep on the job? <laughs> Would guards normally get away with a large sum of money if they slept on the job? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess when you try to cover your tracks or try to somehow deny the truth, you go pretty far to do it. Um, if it comes to the governor's ears, we will persuade him. We will tell him that the disciples came while while you were sleeping, but we'll take care of it. But this ever got to a court, you can't testify for what you saw when you were sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we were asleep, and while we were sleeping, the disciples came and took the body out. Wow. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a, an interesting. Uh, you know, it's, kind of, it's a blessing that. Um, some of these details are contained in the scripture. You know, it, 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 we, we understand uh, the human, human reasoning and human nature and human connivings that can happen when we're trying to somehow cover a bad move, bad decisions, bad uh, deals. All right. So the next uh, 
the next uh, portions that we have here are on the road to uh, the, when Jesus showed him, uh, presented, joined the two men on the road to Emmaus. And I think we'll just read the account in Luke 24 on that one. Um, that's a fairly lengthy portion. I see you have the mic there, Bobby. Uh, Luke 24, verse 13 to 32. And behold, two of them went the same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem about three score furlongs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another as ye walk and are sad? And the one of them, whose name was Cleophas, answered, said unto them, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem, and hast not known the things which are come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet, mighty indeed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came, saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even as the women had said. But him they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went. And he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break and gave to them. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while we walked with him by the way, and while he opened to us the scriptures? Amen. Thank you. And it continues there, just a few more verses. And they rose up the same hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven gathered and them that were with them, saying, The Lord is risen indeed and hath appeared to Simon. And they they told what things were done in the way and how he was known of them in the breaking of the bread. Okay, so here we have, and this is still the same day, to... uh, Two individuals walking along to the town of Emmaus, and uh, Jesus comes along and joins up to them, and kind of have the discourse that was read. Um, they not knowing who he was, and 
share their hearts with him and then he uh, exhorts them a bit and then when he asks a blessing on the meal then suddenly they their eyes are open and they realize this is Jesus and about that time he's gone <clears throat> all right um so they immediately retrace their steps and go back and find the disciples and, and tell them that they actually talked to Jesus. All right, we are going to pick up then where he actually sh- uh, shows up and, and uh, with the, with the uh, 12 or the 11. Uh, and the first verse is Mark 16. And it's just verse 14. I'll read that one. And then we have Luke 24, 36 to 43. The next person can prepare for that one. Luke 24, beginning in verse 36 to 43. And I will read Mark 16, 14. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and abraded them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Okay, Luke 24, 36. And as they had thus spake, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them and said unto them, Peace be unto you. But they were terrified and affrighted and supposed that they had seen a spirit. And he said unto them, Why are ye troubled, and why do ye thoughts arise in your hearts? Behold my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me and see, for a spirit hath not flesh and bones as you see me have. And when they had thus spoken, he shewed himself, he shewed themselves, he shewed them his hands and his feet. And while they yet believed not for joy and wondered, he said unto them, Have ye here any meat? And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and an honeycomb. And he took it and did eat before them. All right. Yeah, let's read the account in John as well. Uh, the next person there, John chapter 20, beginning in verse 19 to 25. John 20, 19 to 25. Then the same day at evening, before the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and saith unto them, Peace be unto you. And when he had so said, he shewed unto them his hands and his side. Then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, even so send I you. Keep going to verse 25. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto him. And those soever sins ye retain, they are retained. But Thomas, one of the twelve, called Didymus, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said unto him, We have seen the Lord. But he said unto them, Except I shall see in his hands the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and thrust my hand into his side, I will not believe. Okay, thank you. All right, so here he appears. This is now toward evening, 
or this is evening actually, of uh, Resurrection Day. And he appears to the disciples when they're gathered. And they are terrified. They think there's a spirit here. Think about it again. They're, 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 uh, they're behind locked doors. I'm gonna, I use that term. I don't know. I'm not sure if it says the doors were locked, but they were hidden, hiding away because of fear of the Jews. And then, here this, this person shows up. And, whew, they were terrified. Uh, and suppose they had seen a spirit. Of course, he communicates with them, shows them uh, the the, uh, scars, and then even eats before them. And I I don't totally understand his uh, being after the resurrection. You know, he told... uh, Mary, in the first encounter there, don't touch me. I I haven't ascended to my father yet. And uh, then here he shows them his their hands. I don't know if they. Well, I know later uh, Thomas actually touched and felt and <laughs> um, and here he eats before them. So uh, and he just came. Just uh, he didn't come in the door. He just showed up there. Um, so. Yeah, maybe somebody has that all figured out. But Thomas, Thomas wasn't part of the group at that point. And when they told him, he uh, <laughs> he didn't believe. It, it's I find it kind of astounding at how difficult it was for the disciples to actually grasp that the Lord Jesus rose from the dead. Um, hadn't he raised Lazarus? Weren't they a part of that experience? And uh, why were they so puzzled that he, and uh, so unbelieving that he actually rose himself? Um, anyhow, Thomas had to wait a bit in John chapter 20. It says this in John chapter 20, verse 26. And after eight days again, his disciples were within and Thomas with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger and behold my hands and reach hither thy hand and thrust it in my side and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My Lord, my God, Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet believe. You know what? That's us. That's you and I. We read these accounts. We process them. We digest them. We, we, and we have not seen him, we have not touched him, we've not looked at his hands, but blessed is he that has not seen and believes. And that's, uh, that's you and I. Um, and anyone, anyone who uh, 
who chooses to believe. That's eight days after his resurrection. Uh, Thomas had to wait a while. The others got to have an encounter with him on the first day. And Thomas had to wait until the eighth day. Seems like a long wait, doesn't it? Anyhow, uh, I was thinking to end the same place that uh, Michael ended his his message in uh, Romans six, but I'm not. Uh, I have a Colossians in my uh, reading as well, and I think I'm going to use the scriptures in Colossians. And by the way, that's as far as we're going in the uh, chronological, um, the eighth day. When uh, he met, uh, or Thomas had his encounter. But anyhow, we have all of that history given us. And that history does us no good unless we believe. Blessed is he that does not see and yet believes. And I'd like to, I'm going to close with uh, Colossians couple verses in chapter 1 and then several verses in chapter 2. Uh, Colossians 1, 21 to 23. And you that were sometimes, sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death, to present you a holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard. So we, we uh, reviewed again today, the, and we've heard it in the devotional, and we've heard it in the children's class, and re- we've reviewed the scriptures on, on uh, his burial and resurrection uh, we have uh, we have uh, the truth before our hearts, and uh, and we can respond to it. You know, it's it's uh, it's one thing to have the truth uh, available to us; it's another thing to actually respond to that truth and and um, and believe it, and that it becomes personal. But. Uh, as he says here, you, we were alienated, we were enemies, we were uh, separated from God uh, by wicked works, but we have been reconciled through the offering of the body of the Lord Jesus, through his death. Um, we've been, uh, uh, there's been a way made that we can again have peace with God, can again come back into a right relationship with God. <clears throat> And then reading in Colossians 2, verse 9 to 13, For in him, in Jesus, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. And I think I'll stop there. 
Uh, let's read verse 13 yet. And you, being dead in your sins and uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. And so, uh, and Romans talks about being buried with him and, and rising again. We read those scriptures as well. Uh, so we have, we, uh, uh, we have uh, the Lord Jesus who died, was buried, and rose again. And when we believe that record that is given about the Lord Jesus and the purpose for his death, for his burial, and the purpose for his resurrection, when we believe that and put our faith into that in him, we too can experience a death and a resurrection. Jesus died in the flesh and rose again in the flesh. We can die uh, uh, can, uh, uh, in our spirits, our old uh, sinful uh, nature can, uh, can die a death and a new uh, person uh, can resurrect in us uh, as an individual we can and the power uh, of sin uh, its strength is broken its uh, its authority is taken away and we are no longer debtors to it we no longer are bound to serve sin we now have a freedom uh, that is uh, is ours through that death and resurrection through the death of uh, uh, by by faith in Jesus Christ that uh, we we uh, can experience a death to the old life of sin and a resurrection to a new life and so that's uh if if uh you know it's all great and it's a blessing what Jesus has done but if it doesn't become personal to us it benefits us none but it's there for us, and we can uh, we can be changed to a new creature because of what Jesus has done for us. All right, let us stand together, and uh, we will close with prayer. <clears throat> Father, thank you again this morning. Thank you for the scriptures that are recorded and preserved for us today that we could. Uh, Again, be refreshed in the things of our Lord and the things of, that pertain to his uh, death and resurrection and how that uh, opens up the way of opportunity for us to also uh, die with him to the old life of sin and rise again to a new life of faith and grace. Lord, thank you. Again, ask a blessing on each one here. Continue to guide us in our journey. Continue to give us courage and strength for each battle. Continue to give us faith to be uh, strong in you and to uh, not falter in, uh, in the journey. So thank you again for this day and the blessings of this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat>